This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. We know we need a retirement plan and an income plan, right? Well, what about a plan for happiness? Well, it's possible, and today we're going to explore some options. You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. Yes, this is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And Kevin, of course, a fiduciary and investment advisor representative, Silverleaf Financial. He is a fiduciary and independent, and he's got better than 30 years in the business and uh, so much more. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Oh, it's a, it is another beautiful sunny day in the desert. We're doing <laughs> we're doing well, Steve. So you know what we we passed an anniversary a couple of shows ago. I meant to mention it to you, but we're we're now I think at fifty four shows. I was going to mention it when we hit fifty, but yeah. But again, that's that's a lot of podcasts. It is a lot of podcasts. You know what? I was looking at that the other day. Actually, I noticed the same thing, and I said, "Wow, that, that's you know starting to get starting to get up there." Yeah, exactly. So next thing you know, yeah. triple, triple digits. Triple digits. And you know what, guys, if anybody wants to listen to the show, you can just go to my website. Uh, the website is silverleaffinancial.com. That's leaf like a tree. So silverleaffinancial.com. And I've got I've got at least 20 of the last shows up there. Okay. Uh, I believe I believe almost everything from uh, this calendar year is on the website. All right. I like the sound of that. And again, um, let's see. Last time uh, we were going to talk about um, the one-year anniversary of uh, Pure Growth. And I, you said you want to start the show with that. So let's start the show with that. Yes. Yeah, you know, well, well I'm excited. We've been talking about it quite a bit on the show. And uh, this is something I started one year ago, uh, actively live, you know, taking the, uh, taking the strategy live, as opposed to relying on computer simulated, you know, back test models, things like that. Um, you know, and we are going to get to the, to the happiness planned uh, just a little bit later in the show, guys. Uh, but I wanted to start off. I said, what about a happiness plan if your portfolio was up 60 plus percent in the last 12 months? <laughs> I'm jumping up and down. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, you know what? That should make you happy, right? Yeah, that'll uh, make you happy. Absolutely. Well, well, I tell you what, guys, uh, as of the close yesterday and, and looking back on it, yes, I would have been smarter to just start it on you know, July 1st or August 1st or something. But we took it live. I took it live July 14th of 2020. Um, and what I did, this is a portfolio. Let me just give you a little background on this. Uh, my entire career, I've always, you know, we always, uh, anybody in my profession, I think has spent a ton of time studying, you know, watching newsletter writers and their recommendations and every news source and every, every analysis report and everything you can put together to try to figure out the best strategy, right? To make money in the market. That's what it's all about. That's what everybody wants to do. Um, and, and everybody, there's all sorts of strategies, you know, and, and what I call theme-based investing has gotten very popular where, you know, just try to think of what you, whatever the theme might be, theme of the day, if you will. Uh, lately in the market, a lot of it's been artificial intelligence and any, any company that's working on AI and uh, also cloud computing has been big the last several years. And, and then we, of course, we have blockchain, blockchain investments or cryptocurrency related investments, all sorts of themes that you can try to pick a stock that you feel for whatever reason is going to be one of the ones, you know, one of the companies that are that are really knocking the ball out of the park, really doing well because of that theme that they're participating in. You know, maybe think of like a Google, for instance. Google is re is reputed to have, uh, you know, very strong artificial intelligence intelligence technology. 
Uh, so I like to play that through something like a Google rather than trying to find some company that I don't that I know very little about. Um, but what I really like to do and what I've found that's effective and what's successful for me is using what's called rules-based strategies. And rules-based strategies means that we come up with certain criteria uh, that we go and we screen these stacks, we screen the companies for, for certain criteria that we have found to be successful in picking winning stacks. And some of the people that I look to to figure this out, this isn't just this isn't just me. I'm a I am a big believer in uh, you know not reinventing the wheel, right? In other words, I like to look to the experts. So I look at the guys like Warren Buffett and Peter Lynch and William O'Neill that started the Investors Daily newspaper, and I look at what they do and how they do it. And that's one of the things they do. They like to take the emotion out of it. And a great way to take the emotion out of your investing is by using a strategy that's based on objective, repeatable rules and criteria that you can measure. And you can see very clearly when you, we run it through the computer and the computer, it'll spit out a list of names. And, and so what I've done is I took a strategy that when we back tested it, going back 40 years to 1980, going back 40 years, well, 41 now, I guess, uh, this strategy is back tested at over 20% a year. Actually, it's close to 25% a year. And, and so I was, I've been following that for a while and I'm saying, well, who wouldn't like 20% plus returns, right? Everybody would. But of course, it's one thing taking it live and it's another just working at it, looking at a computer simulation. So I took it live last year for a handful of clients that, that wanted to, to engage with this. Um, and really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to demonstrate that I've got a system for selecting stocks that I believe is, is successful. And it, it's not that I'm suggesting that folks put all their money into the strategy because it is aggressive. Uh, in that I'm only using stocks. There are no bonds in this, in what I'm calling the pure growth portfolio. It's only stocks and there's no leverage. We're not borrowing money. We're not margining anything. And we're not doing any crazy, uh, you know, hybrid or, or the latest thing that Wall Street creates. You know, we're not doing any collateralized debt obligations and all these other crazy things that you might have heard of. It's simply buying stocks. And it's a concentrated portfolio. We st I started off with just five stocks. And it's typically between five and 10 holdings. I've got eight holdings in there right now. Uh, and in the last year, as of yesterday's close, we, we closed out the, the first year with a gain of just over 64%. So we're at 64.37% is the net return uh, of this portfolio in the last 12 months. Gosh, um, that's amazing. Kevin, and, that's and, gotta, and, I mean, that's got to make you feel really good. Like you are oh, on to something. It, it, it really does. It really does. It makes me feel fantastic. Um, you know, one thing you got that, that I'm always reminding myself of is that, you know, it doesn't work every day. In other words, there are some days, some positions I'll look at where something's down like five or 6%. And I'm like, holy cow. Um, you know, so these things move. These are not, uh, you know, these are not, uh, you know, the blue chip stocks that move, you know, 10 cents a day or something. Sure. These stocks move. The, the only way you're going to get that type of return guys is by getting into stocks, you know, that will move. Um, you know, and, but yeah, I feel, I feel fantastic because, you know, when you compare it to the market, you know, everybody says, well, the market's been great. And I'll be the first one to admit, yes, we've been in a fantastic market. No question about it. You know, if you look at the indexes and let me give you, so we, so we have some relative, uh, you know, we can compare relative performance, right? If you look at the S and P 500, it's up 35% in the last year. If you look at the NASDAQ index, it's up a little less than 40%, about 39 or so. Mm -hmm. uh, small caps are up 36, 37, and mid caps are up around 38. So basically between 35 and 40% are what the returns of the, uh, of the indexes have seen in that, last, in that same period of time, 35 to 40%. But you know what? When we can, we, I can document and I can show you we've, received, we've returned 
64% in this portfolio. So it's significant outperformance of those indexes. Uh, and that includes my fees. That includes management fees. All right. These are net returns that I'm referring to. And so what I'm what I what I wanted to show folks is that we've got a way, I've got a method to select stocks. I use independent research uh, that I pay for. There's no um, you know, I'm not directing order flow or anything like that. If you if you guys have heard about Robinhood, you know, the way they make money is the market makers pay them for the order. So um, that's how they make their money. They don't charge you commission, but you might actually be losing money because of the payment for order flow. Wow. Right? I didn't know so that. Guys, that's that's pretty interesting. No, I don't I don't think yeah, everybody you, knows that. I think I think most people probably don't know it uh, would be my bet, um, because if they did understand it, then I doubt if there'd be so many accounts that have been open. I mean, they've opened millions of accounts. And uh, the thing is, payment for order flow is something you guys really should be aware of, because essentially what happens, there are there are numerous market makers out there for, for most stocks, most most stocks that are liquid. There are numerous market makers out there. And those are the guys that they uh, they're, they're they're charged with maintaining a stable market. Is how the is how they put it, and so they're responsible for managing the orders. They, in other words, they match up the buyers with the sellers. That's what they do. Um, and market makers sometimes will take positions in the stock, right? So they might own it. Um, maybe you're taking some stock off of their books. Who knows? Um, but the these firms are Ken Griffin is is uh, um, Ken Griffin is what, a very very rich man uh, out of Chicago. He's multi billionaire. He owns a company called Citadel. Citadel is one of the biggest market makers out there. Citadel pays Robinhood millions and millions of dollars in payment for order flow. So that when an order comes into the platform for Robinhood, Robinhood turns and they go to guys like Griffin at Citadel and they say, well, you know, what will you pay us for this order? And they do the same thing with all the market makers and whoever's paying them the most. Okay. In my opinion, this isn't something that I've actually seen them admit but I have to think that they're going to give it to the person paying the most, right? Is that yeah. logical? <laughs> and if they're pay, if they're sending it to the person that's paying them the most, giving them the biggest payment for the order flow, do you think you're getting the best execution as a customer? How how could you be getting the best execution when the firm is selling your order to the highest bidder? And and so I'm I'm I've been hoping that the Wall Street regulators would make a bigger deal out of this. Uh, for those of you that don't know. Robinhood did just pay one of the biggest fines in history. The biggest um, fine in it, history from FINRA. The biggest. Yeah. Okay, there we go, FINRA. And I believe they paid a fine to SEC as well. Yes, and they did. Yep. So they paid, I forget the number, but it's, it's what, $10, $30 million or well, something, fifth, I think? No, it, it's just over 50. 50 million. Okay, yeah. I stand corrected. So, <laughs> you know, it, it <laughs> it's a big number. That's a big check. So, but, but, but if you brought in a billion dollars and you got to pay 50 million, I don't know. Is that a big fine? It's a slap on the wrist. And I'm just using an example. I have no idea how much money Robinhood brought in. Um, but what I'm saying is these fines seem, they, they're a lot of money. That is a lot of money to an average person. Right. You know, but the thing, the thing about Wall Street, though, if the firm is bringing in hundreds of millions and you find them tens of millions, then if I was the firm, I'd, I'm going to probably keep on doing what I'm doing. Because it's making them rich. It's making them super rich. $57 million fine, $12.6 million in restitution. Okay, there you go. And so, like, and so they right just wrote a check. 70 million. Yep. Yeah, so they wrote a check, right? I yeah. suppose they did. Big, yeah. What's the, what's the big deal? We'll just write a check, you know? And and see the thing is Robinhood was backed by private equity and venture capital, which is a lot of really rich guys. They take their money and they invest in companies when they're still private 
because that's how you really make a lot of money if you're if you're able to get in with to get into those deals. Um, and so they they give them the seed capital, the private money. And when this was going on with Robinhood before they came public, the private the private capital and the venture capital, um, they they get, I think they gave them like something like three or four hundred million dollars, something like that. <laughs> um, and you know because they knew that this is a big money maker, right? Yeah. And 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 so, but the gamification, you know, they made it like playing a video game. And and uh, I mean, one of the guys, one of the reasons they wound up paying those settlements, as you guys might have heard. Uh, there was actually a young a young man. I want to say he was I don't know maybe twenty twenty two. He was he actually committed yep. suicide. Yeah, he killed himself because he thought he lost a bunch of money on Robinhood. Um, and and I don't I don't think actually the truth I don't think he was would have actually lost the money he thought he lost. But he thought he had a loss of over like I think it was seven hundred grand. It was just over seven hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, I wrote this story for uh, a piece I do for another advisor. And and again, yeah. It was, um, and, and it was because he, he, he didn't think he had turned on margin. Okay. Okay. And so yeah, it was a and, margin call. And see, it, it's, yeah. And those can be massive and, 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 but that's tragic. That's it's tragic. Horrible. That should never happen. That should never happen anywhere. And, and, and that's, but, but that is one of the problems with do it yourself investing. All right. And, and is that, you know, it, Guys, anybody that may may not be familiar with margin, margin is when you own stock in an account that you fully paid for, uh, and then you essentially borrow money against your position that you own. So your collateral, the, your position that you own, is your collateral. So let's say you've got ten thousand dollars worth of a stock, then you can essentially then most firms, if it's a traditional stock, I mean let's say you own ten thousand worth of Apple. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the firm is going to, then they will loan you another $10,000 against that position. So you could control 20 grand with the stock with 10,000, which means you're at 50% margin. So what happens if the stock goes down and your equity goes below 30 or 35%, that's when they issue what's called a margin call. And that means that basically immediately, it's probably, it's usually within a day, maybe two days, you either have to add money to that account to bring your equity level up or you have to sell the stock. And a lot of times people, what they will do because they don't want to add money, they feel like, why would I add money to a losing position? They, they, say, they tell the brokerage firm, just go ahead and sell it. And that's what happens when you get this horrible cascading down of a stock. It can, it, a lot of times it's from margin calls because a lot of investors, when the market goes down, they get hit with these margin calls. They don't have the capital to add to the account. They tell the broker to just sell and that creates more downward selling pressure on the market. Wow. Okay. And, and so this is all what was going on to this young guy that I don't think had ever invested before. And, um, and it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation. And one thing I, that, that I say, I don't use margin. I don't recommend margin at all. I have done it in the past. Earlier in my career, uh, in the 1990s, I had a lot of clients that wanted to use margin. Um, but you also pay interest on that, guys. The, the, those are not interest-free loans, okay? You're paying interest on that too. Um, you know, so be very, very careful with margin. Make sure you fully understand it. And if you're going to be margining securities, you should know your, what you're putting on margin. You should know that like the back of your hand. In other words, you should know if I ask you, what's the beta? And if you get a quizzical look in your face, you should not be margining because you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> because understand. if you don't, all right, because if you don't know what your beta is, which is how risky or how volatile your stock is. Then you might not know what you're in for because if you get there are stocks out there that have a beta of three, in other words, three times more volatile than the the, the overall market, and that means these things can move five, ten percent in a day easily, easily. 
And so in a matter of a couple of days, you could get wiped out. All right. So it's really important to understand these things. If you're going to use margin, it should be against the more stable stocks, not the not the highly volatile high beta stocks is my view. Um, but overall, I wouldn't recommend it. So got a little sidetracked there. Um, but there are some important messages in there. Make sure you know if your broker is participating in payment for order flow. My firm does not do that. We do not do that. We don't shop orders. For, we don't shop orders around. We're not looking. And my, my firm does not accept payment for order flow. So, so that's something you should know with whoever you're doing your investing with. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717, or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. great opportunity and, and it can be done a couple different ways too, Steve. One thing, you know, like for instance, I do have, you know, some of my clients, it's a piece of their money and this is ideally for an IRA account. Okay. Preferably a Roth IRA. Okay. Because these trades are typically in a matter of months. It could be, it could be a couple of weeks. It could be a few months. Um, to give you an idea, uh, we started in July 14th of 2020 and in the year of 20, in the calendar year, 2020, I closed out nine holdings. Five of them were losers out of the nine. Okay. And the worst one was about a 20% loss. Uh, in 2021, let me get my, let me get my notes here. We've, I've closed out 14 positions and this is all for the pure growth portfolio. I've closed out 14 positions. Only three of them were losers and the worst loss was 4%. All right. Oh, I try to keep, I try to keep the losses really small. It's not always possible, sure. but I try to keep them. I try to keep the losses in single digits because I'm trying to get into a stock that's going to move pretty quickly from, from the time I get into it. This is not a long-term strategy. This is a trading strategy. And again, the point is to show that I, I, that I can pick, I, that I can have, be successful choosing stocks for my clients. And it doesn't mean that I want everybody to put all their money in stocks. What it, what it is, is I'm trying to show that I can add value I tell folks, you know, I can add horsepower or I can turbocharge your account. Um, and the way that we do it is, you know, for instance, one of my clients, they're retired, they're older and they're conservative, right? They've got, we've, they've got a large amount of money already in index annuities, 
they've got millions of dollars in fixed annuities and index annuities that is guaranteed safe. They're not taking any risk with. And, and they got another couple million dollars in the stock market. And they've decided to take a piece of that. Okay. In this case, it's 15% of their portfolio, which is a, it's a seven figure portfolio. And 15% of it is going to individual stocks like these. Okay. Where I buy, I put essentially one to 2% of their total portfolio in each stock. All right. So I'm buying 10 or 15 stocks. Um, in their portfolio, but 85% of their portfolio is conservative, and um, and the, these this is something that I that I that I think is a good way that we can generate a little bit extra return on your money um, without you know taking on too much additional risk. Sure. And again, what a what a great thing. And and I know that you spend a lot of time with this. Obviously, you've got the you've got the paperwork to back it up if you will. And and uh, you know what you're doing for your clients and you're doing it for you too. I mean, you're putting your own money in here. Yes. Yes, I I, I do. I buy I buy uh I, I buy the same stocks. I own them. I, I Buy them in, I've got several accounts that I buy them in, my Roth IRA, a profit sharing account, a corporate account, my HSA account, I put, I'm in there too. So I am, I buy the same stocks um, that I'm buying for my clients. And, uh, and, and I'll tell you guys, some, some of these, you know, like one of our big winners last year was Lake, L-A-K-E is a symbol. Uh, Lakeland is the name of the company. We bought it December 29th of, of 20. Uh, we held it for just over two months to February 9th of 21, and we made a 67% gain wow. in, in the two months. All right. Wow. Louisiana, Louisiana Pacific is a lumber company. Um, we bought that December 14th of 20 and I sold it on May 12th for a 62% gain. Um, and an, another one, another one of our good winners was Turtle Beach. Uh, the symbols here, H-E-A-R. And we bought that December 4th of, of 20. Held that, uh, what is that? One, two, I guess about three months to February 10th. And that was a 57% gain. So um, and I can go over and I can show anybody that's interested. I can show you every trade that I've made, exactly when I bought it, what price, where I sold it, what price. Um, and I can tell you the total uh, of, of the holdings um, between the 14 and the 9. So 23 holdings have been closed uh, and the win rate is 65%. Okay. So, so roughly one time out of three, I'm wrong. All right. And two times out of three so far is, are the, is our, what we call our win rate. Did you make money with the stock or did you lose money with the stock? Um, and if you, is, if you lost money with it, obviously it, it didn't work out. And that's why I think the key is that everybody should take away is that if you're doing this yourself or, or, or with your broker, you, you want to know, you know, if they're holding on to a losing position, all right, make sure they, they I mean, they've done their research, they've done the analysis. You know, make sure that it's not just because their firm just did a secondary offering where they raised a bunch of money for the company or, you know, um, it's very unusual to see a sell recommendation for a stock that a company makes a marketing market in and they've engaged in investment banking activities for that company. All right. So make sure you're double checking these things, that there's not any other reason why they're recommending the stock, because personally, uh, I, I know a lot of brokers and advisors, and anytime, anytime something is down, they say, well, we're long-term. We're long-term. It'll come back. Just hold on. Um, they don't all come back. A lot of right. times they do, but they don't all come back. All right? Um, if, somebody had told, if somebody employed that strategy with uh, MCI, remember that stock, MCI? Oh, I remember MCI, yes. MCI turned into WorldCom. And if you employed the don't worry, I'll hold on long-term strategy, you lost pretty much every penny you put into it. Um, and at one point that was considered a blue chip stock. And, uh, and, and there's lots of examples, you know, like that, that are out there. So, 
I think it's one thing when you think about being a long-term investor, it's one thing to be invested in the index, okay, or a mutual fund or an exchange-traded fund that's a basket of securities. That's a good bet over time that it, that it should make you money over you know 10 years or something over a long period of time. But it's because it's comprised of numerous securities and numerous holdings. Um, it's not the same with an individual stock. Absolutely. So, I mean, these are all things that uh, that that really <laughs> I've learned so much just having this conversation today. I've always been fascinated with the pure growth and what you do and how you do it. Um, folks, if that's something that's of interest to you, give Kevin a call. It's 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I learned a lot about Robinhood. I, and again, I think they're a fine company and I think they do a nice thing and, and it was kind of cool. But I just think you, you got to be aware of what you're getting into. You, you you really do, and guys, I, I know these things aren't the most you know interesting topics for most people that they want to you know discuss around the dinner table or something. Um, but it's important that you, if you want your money to be to be treated well, it's important that you know how the firm is getting paid, right? Um, you know, I try to be as transparent as possible, and 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 showing the, the you know I, the, my fees are very transparent, they're very clear. I send out a separate invoice. I don't just hide it in the in the middle of a statement like a lot of big firms do. You know these brokerage statements can be 15 20 pages. And a lot of a lot of firms what they do is down at the bottom of page 13 they're going to show, "Oh, here's your management fee." And and it's kind of hidden in there. Um, I send out a separate document that's a one-page document that in the middle of the page and this box that I put together, you see exactly what the fee is and what it's based on. And and uh, I try to keep that as transparent as I can. So don't think just because you don't get a separate invoice that you're not paying a fee. Uh, I promise you somewhere uh, you are paying. And if you're paying, if, they're, if the company you're with is paying, uh, participates in what we call payment for order flow, all right, I'm, I'm going to say that might cost you a lot more than a $5 commission might, um, just as, as a reference. You just want to know. You want to be aware of it. And if it's something you choose to do after you're aware of it, that's, that's your call. But just make sure you're aware of it. And again, but those are the kinds of things you just make the point so clear that it's important to work with a fiduciary advisor like you, independent. You've got some experience. You know, that's where I feel safe. And again, if you yeah. and I think you you care as much about, you know, money, you know, your client's money as your own. I, you know, I really do. I, I do. And I know that I hate, I hate it if it sounds cliche or something. I, I know it sounds, um, but it, but it's true. I know that's true with you. It, it, it's a hundred percent true. And guys, I've got, I've got client testimonials that I'm happy to share that, that, uh, we can show you now. And, and I don't know why they had rules against it before, but, but I've also got clients that'll even have a phone call with you. If somebody, if you'd like to talk to one of my clients, I've got a client that I've worked with for over 20 years, about 25 years now, back in Illinois, still a client of mine. Um, very happy. And, and in fact, he's one of the participants in the Pure Growth Fund. Um, and, uh, you know, I just sat, I just went back to Illinois, sat down with him and his family. He you know, introduced his son and uh, daughter-in-law and, and now they're now they're investing. Another one of my clients, I just spoke to her. I spoke to he, he the man is my client. His daughter just called me yesterday. If I could if I could speak clearly here, um, you know, and he's been a client of mine for almost 10 years in Arizona here. Uh, and his daughter just called me yesterday and we're going to be meeting in a few weeks. Um, and, and so I have to think that if people are referring their kids and their family members to me, that they must be happy with the way things are being handled. Of course. Right? And, and, and so I, I'm happy to talk to any of you guys, answer any questions you might have. 
Uh, I'll show you the testimonials. And if you want to have a conversation, a private conversation that I will not be on with one of my clients, actually a few of them have offered, I've got four or five of them have offered to have phone calls um, and, and answer any questions you might have, tell you what it's like, what their experience has been, whatever, you know, whatever you'd like to know. The point is I'm an open book. I have nothing to hide and, and I welcome the opportunity, you know, to talk to anybody that's interested. Right. Well, again, that makes so much sense. And, and again, folks, it's a, it's a phone call away. If you'd like to get started, have that conversation, 800-975-6717. This has been a fun show. I know we talked about the happiness plan. We can talk about that a little bit if you want, but uh, this has been, this has been pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, just what you've done, what you've accomplished in the last year. I mean, what a, what an accomplishment, what a, what a cool thing to have done. Oh, you know what I feel great about? It's something I've wanted to do a long time. And, uh, you, you know, you get involved with day-to-day activities and sometimes you can't do everything you want to do. But this is something I'm going to keep on doing. I'm continuing to do it. I am fully invested my own money as well, as I mentioned, uh, you know, right alongside of my clients. And, and this is what we're going to keep on doing. Um, and and obviously, I'm, ho- I'm hoping to see this continued strong performance. And I believe we'll be able to keep doing it. Because uh, as I mentioned, the strategies that I'm using are the straights are, have, have been around for decades. Um, and these are strategies that others have found success with. I'm just, I'm copying them is what I'm doing. I'm copying the best of the best. And, uh, and, and that's what I'm doing. And so I buy and sell the stocks on behalf of my clients. Um, and, uh, it, and so, you know, it's, and, it, and it's working out very well, but I also do a lot of conservative strategies. I do a lot of business uh, with index annuities and that's because they're guaranteed to stay safe. you you have a guarantee that, uh, it assures that you will not lose money because of the market dropping. And guys, let me tell you something. If you don't want to take any risk in the market, uh, I'm, I'm getting statements now. The clients, one of my clients uh, uh, in Nevada, actually, I've got an office in Las Vegas because I used to do a radio show in Las Vegas. One of my clients from Nevada, they just got their statement. Um, they put 100000 into an index annuity two years ago. Um, and this is something, again, it's guaranteed safe. Right, you can't lose money with this as, as long as you know as long as you don't break out of the. If you cancel the contract early and you'll pay a surrender charge, you could lose money. What I'm saying is you can't lose money because of the market dropping. So, so they invested this money because they wanted an alternative to the bank offering what two percent or one percent or whatever nonsense that is. Uh, so anyway, their statement just came in and they're up forty-seven percent. Their hundred thousand turned into one hundred forty-seven. Holy cow! In two, right? I'm I'm sorry. I said two, I, I I apologize. Four years, not two four, years, but I, still four four years. Okay, but it's about twelve percent a year, right? Eleven, yeah. right? Eleven or twelve percent a year. Okay, um, but it's real. I can show you the statements. I've got other clients. Uh, basically, what we're seeing is between forty and fifty percent returns uh, in the last four to five years. That's what the index annuities are coming in right now. The statements that I'm seeing from clients um, that are coming in, and and so you got to remember the, what these are designed to do is to compete with bank CDs because this is safe money in and the index annuity space. This is safe money. It's, you know, you can't lose money because the market drops. The market could get cut in half and any money that's in the index annuity won't lose a penny because of that market drop. And so I thought what I have found is a, I think is a great mix is putting the money that you want to know it's safe. No matter what, you can't lose it. Maybe you wind up with four or five, 6% returns. Maybe you have a few years like, like we're seeing, you know, nine, 10, 11% returns. Overall, I'm going to say these are probably going to come out in the five or 6% annual return you know, range. But again, you got to compare them to banks and conservative money. And in the conservative space, that's that's a really very good return uh, for something that's guaranteed. 
And so I have found a lot of success for clients by, by allocating the money, uh, the money that, they, that they're comfortable taking some risk with. We put it in the market. I manage it. Um, and then the money we want to keep safe, we put in the index annuities. If you want the guarantee, like a 3% guarantee or something, I can get that on a plain vanilla fixed annuity at 3%, let's say for five years. So those are the areas that I'm, that I'm working in. Uh, and that's what's working for my clients. And I think it could really, I think it could be a very successful plan for a lot of folks. Well, and you've been honing your skill really for 30 plus years, Kevin. I mean, that's just something that, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> know, right. you're no stranger to this and, and you've seen obviously ups, downs and sideways markets. No, no question. No question about it. And, and guys, one thing to remember, I know a lot of people have not seen, they haven't lived through a bear market or they haven't been invested during a bear market. Uh, it's going to happen. Okay, we're going to have a lousy market here sometime. We've been very fortunate that we haven't really had a bear market for a long time. Um, make sure you're prepared. Make sure, in other words, make sure you're comfortable losing money. That's what I'm saying when I say you're prepared for a bear market. Make sure you're prepared to lose money. And if you're not prepared to lose money, you want to take a look at how much risk you're taking so you get a handle on how much you could lose. Because a lot of times, what I remind people about many times, because uh, they say, well, if you see the market dropping, can't you just sell and go to cash? And <laughs> believe me, I wish I could. I wish I could do that. I, I can do it sometimes. <laughs> I wish it were that simple, right? But but nobody can do that on a consistent basis. Nobody. If and honestly, if anybody could do it, they're not going to waste time investing somebody else's money. They're just going to go. You know, they'll buy their mansion on the beach and just trade their own account. Um, the truth is, very very few people, if anybody, can do that consistently. And, and, and so, cause the trick with stocks, it's not just when to buy them, right? It's when, it's when to sell them. It so, makes me think of the old Kenny, Ro the Kenny Rogers song, right? No so, when to hold them, no when to fold them. No when to fold them. It's the same thing. Anybody can buy a stock. It's, do you know when to sell it? You know? And, and, you know, like I see these folks on television today earlier, and they were asking one of the commentator was asking one of the uh, guests about their Peloton, Peloton stock. Um, and Peloton did fantastic during, you know, in the last, during COVID, um, you know, and, and their answer was that they're long term to see Peloton trades at a crazy valuation and, and 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 but it's been coming down. It's down for the year, I believe, I think pretty significantly, um, but they're still holding on to it. And, and 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 that's fine if that's what you want to do. If that's your strategy, you feel good about it. That's your call. Um, but personally, I don't I don't like holding on to the losing positions like that. I, I I don't. Again, if it's an index, it's a if it's a basket of investments, then it makes perfect sense to hold on through the downturns. Individual stocks are different. You need to make sure you you're, you know what's going on, uh, and and our analyst our analyst is, has their viewpoint changed, a sentiment changed, there's something going on with management of the company. Any number of things could cause me to sell a stock, or could be a good reason to get out of a stock. Uh, uh, sometimes I think that when they say when your broker just says ah just hold on long term, it's because they don't have anything else to say. So that's like a fallback position. All right. That's what they teach you when you become when you're a rookie broker. That's what the managers teach you. All right. If you don't know what else to say, just say, hold on. It's going to come back over time. Yeah. And, well, what and if that, you're going to retire next week? <laughs> I don't have time to well, wait. That's a, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So make make sure make sure you know who exactly what the message I guess for today's show is to make sure you know exactly who has your money, how they're getting paid. Are they accepting payment for order flow? All right. Are they are they getting you in the door because they say we don't charge commissions? And then what you don't, and then do you not realize whether they accept payment for order flow? Because that could be costing you a lot more than a commission. Um, so things like that, you want to know, right? You want to know if they're getting paid fees on one side of the house, and then coming out with a recommendation to buy buy the stock on the other side of the house. And so that's why personally, I you know I'm an independent advisor. 
I don't do any investment banking. I don't do consulting for these companies. If I'm buying a recommending or buying a stock for somebody, it is 100% purely because I believe it's going higher, uh, not to do with anything else. And uh, so I, I think it's important you work with a fiduciary because they're going to put your interests first. And you should make sure you know if the firm you're with has refused to have their brokers or their advisors if if they're if they have refused, do they not allow them to function as fiduciaries? Because that's a lot of Wall Street. A lot of Wall Street firms do not allow their advisors to uh, call themselves fiduciaries. Wow! Because they're because they're not because they're not <laughs> because okay. they're not. Wow! This has been a fascinating podcast, Kevin. I mean, really, truly informative, interesting, fun, uh, and just jaw dropping at times. Oh, you know, well, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope you I hope I was able to share a little bit of uh, wisdom and give you some information you might not have heard before. Um, but but I try to you know, these 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 are truly important things, guys, and they can make a big difference in, in how much money you make or, or whether you make money. Um, so I, I hope you found it interesting. Anybody would like to talk. I'd love to have a conversation with you and answer any questions you might have. provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment, security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decision.